Water of Life by the Grimm Brothers. Long before you or I were born, they re regioned in a country, a great way off, a king who had three sons. The king once fell very ill, so ill that nobody thought he could live. His sons were very much grieved at their father's sickness, and as they were walking together very moanfully in the garden of the palace, a little man met them and asked what was their matter. They told him that their father was very ill and that they were afraid nothing could save him. I know what would, said the little old man. It was the water of life. If he could have a draught of it, a draught of it, he could he would be well again. But it is very hard to get. Then the eldest son said, I will soon find it, and went and went to the sick king, and begged that he might go in search of the water of life. As it was the only thing that could save him, No, said the king, I'd rather die in a place than such great danger that you must meet with your in your journey. But he begged so hard that the king let him go. And the prince thought to himself, If I bring my father the water, water, he will make me sole heir to the kingdom. Then he set out, and when he had gone on his way, on his way, sometime he he came to the deep valley overhung with rocks and woods. And as he looked around, he saw standing above him on one of the great walks an ugly dwarf, with a sugar loaf ca cap and a scarlet cloak. And the dwarf called himself and said, Prince, wh why, why so fast? What is, what is that thee, you ugly imp? He said to the prince, laughingly, and rode off. But the dwarf was engaged at his behavior. behavior. I mean, enraged, enraged at his behavior. And laid a fairy spell of ill luck upon him so that as he rode the mountain pass became narrower and narrower. At last the way so straightened that he could not go a step forward, and when he thought he'd have to turn his horse around and go back the way he came, he heard a loud laugh ringing around him. He found that the path was closed behind him and that all was shut down around. He next tried to get off of his horse and make his way on foot, but again the laugh rang in his ears, and he found himself unable to move a step. And then thus he came through forced abide spellbound. Meantime, the old king was lingering in daily hope of his son's return. Till the last second, till the last second son, father, I will go in search of the water of life. For he thought to himself, my brother's surely dead, and the kingdom will fall, fall to me if I find the water. The king was very first unwilling, then let go, but at last yield his wish so he set off and followed the same road which his br brother had done and met the same elf who stopped him stopped him at the same point in the mountains saying as before prince prince why why whither so fast mind your own affairs busybody and then the prince scornfully rode off rode on but the door put the same spell upon him upon him and put he put on the elder brother and he too was the last of little to take his abond heart to the mountains thus it was prou proud and silly who
who who think themselves about everyone else and are too proud to ask to take advice. When the second prince had thus been gone, the youngest said he would go and search for the water of life and trusted he should be able to make his father well again. So he set out and the dwarf met him too at the same spot of the valley. Among the mountains he said, Prince, whither so fast? And the prince said, I'm going in search of the water of life because my father is ill and like and like to die. Could you help me? Pray, be kind, and aid me if you can. Do you know where it could be found? Asked the dwarf. No, said the prince. I do not. Pray tell me you know. Pray tell me you know. Can. Then, as if you have spoken to me kindly, and are wise enough to seek advice, I will tell you where the water is, and to seek springs from a well, in an enchanted castle, and that you may be able to reach it safely, I will give you an iron wand and two little loaves of bread. Strike the iron door of the castle three times with the wand, and it will open. Two hungry lions will be laying down inside, scraping to a prey. But if you throw the bread, they will let you pass. Then hasten, hasten on the on the well, and take. Take some water of life before the clock strikes twelve. If you tarry longer, the door will shut upon you forever. Then the prince thanked, thanked his little friend with the scarlet cloak and, he friend, and his friendly aid, and took the wand and the bread and went traveling on, on and on, over sea, over land, till he came to his journey end, and found everything to be as the dwarf had told him. The door flew open at the third stroke of the wand, and the lions quietly, and the lions were quiet as when he pulled off the rings and put them on his fingers. In another room, he saw a table and the sword, a loaf of bread, which he also took. Further, which he also took. Further on, he came to a room where was a beautiful young lady sat upon a couch. She welcomed him joyfully and said, "If he um, set her free from the spell that bound her." The kingdom should be his, if he come, if he would come back, in a year and marry her. Then she told him that that the well had held the water of life and was placed in the gardens and blamed, and and bade bade him make haste, and and draw what he wanted before the clock struck twelve. He walked. He walked on. As he walked through the beautiful gardens, he came to a delayed, shady spot, which stood a couch. He thought to himself, as he felt tired, that he would rest for a while and gaze at the lovely scenes around him. So he laid he laid himself down and 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 slept fell upon his underwires, so that he did not wake wake up until the clock was striking quarter to twelve. Then he sprang from the couch, dreadfully frightened. Ran to the well, filled a cup, filled a cup that was standing by him full of water, and hasted to get away in time. Just as he was going out of the iron door, it struck twelve, and the doors fell so quietly upon him that it snapped a piece of his heel. Snapped off a piece of his heel. When he found himself safe, he overjoyed to think he had got the water of life. And as he was going the way homeward, he passed the little door. Who, when he saw the sword and loaf, she said, "You made it through. 
you have made a noble prize. With the sword you can blow, blow slay enemies. The bread you may never will never fail you. The prince thought to himself, I cannot go home to my father without my brothers. He said, My dear friend, my dear friend, cannot you tell me where my two brothers are? You set out search for the water of life before me, and never came back. I have shut to I have shut them up by charm between the two mountains at the dwarf because they were because they are proud and ill behaved and and sworn to ask advice the prince begged so hard for his brothers that the dwarf set them free through the unwilling valley saying beware of them for their bad hearts the brother however was grateful to rejoin and see them and told them he had set a beautiful princess free from the spell that bound her and how she engaged to wait the whole year to marry him and give him the kingdom then they then the three rode on together on their way home on their way home to the country that that was to the country well, the hint. sorry my thing The country. Okay, meanwhile, the princess gave delivered to the palace. Stop. Told her the countryman never came on horseback and rode straight up to the gate upon her true lover. They must let him go, but whoever rode. They all rode together, and on their way home came to a country that laid waste in war, dreadful freedom, and it was feared most would die for what? They won Prince Grave, the king of the land, and bread. All of his king ate, ate of it, and he lent the king a wonderful sword and slayed his army with it. And thus the kingdom was once more in peace and plenty, the same manner he briefed in the joy of the countries which passed on their way. When they came to the sea, they got into a deep ship during the voyage, and the two eldest said to themselves, Our brother has got the water which we could not find. Therefore our father will forsake, forsake us and give him the kingdom, which is our right. So they were full of enmity and revenge, and they agreed to how they could ruin him. They waited through his fast sleep and poured the water of life out of the cup and took it themselves, giving and bitter and sea salt water instead. When they came to the journey's end, the youngest son brought the cup to the sick king that he might drink and be healed. Sacredly, however, he tasted the bitter sea water, and when he and when he became worse than he ever was before, and then they both elder sons came in and blamed the youngest son for what he had done, and said that he wanted to poison their father, but that he had found the water of life and brought it and brought it with them. He no sooner began to drink of what he they brought him 
and then he felt his sickness leave him. He was strong and well, and as in his younger days. Then they went to their brother and laughed at him and said, Well played. You found the water of life, did you? You have had the trouble, and we shall have the reward. Pray, with all your cleverness, why did you not manage to keep your eyes open? Next year, one of us will take away your beautiful princess if you do not take care. You had better say nothing about this to our father, for he does not believe a word you say. And if you tell tales, he shall lose your life into our bargain. But be quiet, then we will let you off. The old king was still very angry with his youngest son. He thought he really meant to have taken away his life. So he called the court together and asked what they should have done. They all agreed he ought to be put to death. The prince knew nothing of what was going on till one day the king um, sheath huntsman went on a hunting with him and they were alone in the woods together. The huntsman looked so sorrowful that the prince said, My friend, what is what is the matter with you? I cannot dare to tell you, he said, but the prince begged very hard, only, only tell me what it is, and do not think I shall be angry, for I will forgive you. Alas, said the huntsman, the king has ordered me to shoot you. The prince start, st started at this and said, let me live, and I will change dresses with you. I shall take my royal coat and show my father, and you will give, and you'll give me your shabby one. With all my heart, said the huntsman, I am sure I shall be glad to save you, for I could not have shot you. Then he took the prince's coat and gave him the shabby one, and they went away through the woods. Sometimes after, three grand embrace came to the old king's court with rich gifts and gold, precious stones for his youngest son. Now they, now all these were sent from the three kings to him, lent the sword, loaf, bread, in order to ride the, of their enemy, who fed their people. This touched the old king's heart, and he thought his son might still loot Lucy, and said to court, Oh, that my son were still alive. How in grease of me. I thought, him, I thought I had him killed. He is still alive, said the huntsman, and I am glad that I pity him, and, but let him go in peace, and brought home the real royal coat. At this, the king was very overwhelmed with joy and made it known thoughtful of his kingdom that his son would soon come back in court and he would forgive him. Meanwhile, the princess was angrily waiting to tell the deliverer she should come back and had rode, and had a road made leading up to her palace all shining gold and told her court, court, quarters who, that whoever came on horseback and rode straight up to the gate upon was her true lover, and they must let him in. But whoever rode on one side of it, they must sure was not the right one. And they must send him away at once. The time soon came, and the elder son thought he would make haste to go to the princess and say that he was the one who had set her free, and that he should have her for his wife, then the kingdom with her. And as she and as before, before the palace, saw the golden road and stopped and looked at it, and and he thought, thought to himself, it is a pity to ride upon this beautiful road. So he turned aside the road on his right hand of it, but he came to the gate. The guards who had seen 
the road he took said to him it could not be what he said was what he said he was and must go go about his business the second prince set off afterwards on the same errand and when he came to the golden road and his horse had set one foot upon it he stopped to look at it and thought it was very beautiful to himself so what a pity it is that anything should tread here then he turned aside the road and left side of it but when he came to the gate the guard said he was not the true prince and that was and that he was must go away about his business and then he went now when the full year was around the third brother left the forest in which he had laid and hid in for fear of his father's anger and set out to search for for his be beloved bride so he journeyed on thinking of her all the way to the road quickly that he did not even see what the road was made of but he went with his horse straight over and came to the and was on the road quickly that he did not even know what the road was made of he came straight over the gate flew open and the princess welcomed him with joy and 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 said he was he was her deliverer and he should now be with her husband and lord of the kingdom when the first joy was at their mean was over the princess told him she had heard of his father having forgiven him and wished he and wish for him to have come home again so before the wedding with the princess he he went to visit visit his father taking her with him then he told him about told him everything how his brothers had cheated and robbed him and yet they had borne all those wrongs for their love of his father and the old king was very very angry and wanted to punish his wicked sons but they made their escape and got into a ship and sailed away in the wide sea and they went to and they went to nobody knew and nobody cared and now the old king gathered together his court and asked all the kingdom to come to celebrate the wedding of their son and princess young and old noble and square gentle and simple came at once the summons and among the rest came the friendly dwarf with his sugar loaf hat and his scarlet cloak and the wedding and the wedding was held and the many barrels rung and all the good people danced and they sung and feasted feasted for lick i cannot even tell how long the end that's the whole book